It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Tom Shalhoub. I'm Liz Peek. I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, June 2nd, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. The U.S. is now delivering a powerful rocket-launching system to the Ukrainians. The HIMARS system could, they say, help repel the overpowering Russian artillery. But is it too late? The Ukrainians asked for this months ago when they knew this was going to be very helpful to them. We have delayed it. At one time we said, no, we're not going to do it. Then we said, yes, we are going to do it. Then we said, no, again. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Ukrainian fighters each day win hearts and minds around the world as they defend as best they can their country, their cities and territories and their people from the warring forces of Russia. But there is great concern that they will not win the war with Russia. They might have the gumption, but Russia has far better or far more artillery. The Biden administration is now granting Ukraine the use of a system called HIMARS or High Mobility Artillery Rocket System. They've been asking for it for quite a while. Well, what they are is uh, multiple rocket launchers that uh, can be fired uh, simultaneously, six at one time or 12 at another time, out of cylinders that are on the back of a truck or on the back of uh, an armored vehicle. General Jack Keane is a retired U.S. Army four-star general. He's now the chairman of the Institute for the Study of War, and he is also our Fox News senior strategic analyst. In this case... Uh, this type of uh, mobile rocket launcher can go about uh, 40-something miles, uh, which is longer than most of, uh, of the normal tube artillery. And also, they uh, have a very high degree of uh, accuracy and are quite devastating uh, upon impact. So this is something that's been in the United States arsenal uh, since the 1980s, when we were using, developed this concept against the Soviet Union and, and their precision and range uh, have both improved uh, through the years. Uh, the Ukrainians requested this a couple of months ago for the administration, and for the life of me, I don't know why they didn't just provide them right away, because this is very much an artillery war between the Russians and Ukrainians in, in the Donbass region, and the Russians have more artillery, and it outranges the Ukrainians, and that is why the Ukrainians certainly wanted the howitzers, which we re they received from the United States, over a hundred of them. Uh, but this this uh, actually doubles the range of the of the howitzers, and and they need the HIMARS to reach the longer-range artillery. And so our audience knows that the Russian artillery is having quite an impact on the Ukrainians. It's grinding them down, and it's one of the reasons why they've had uh, a successful attack against Severodonetsk, 
in the Luans uh, province of the Donbass region and has been able to pretty much take control of most of that city uh, in the last few days, which is a setback for the Ukrainians. Let's talk about that setback, because uh, really throughout much of this, uh, there has been a lot of um, praise heaped on the Ukrainians for their uh, certainly their stick to their grit, uh, their uh, their willingness and ability to defend their country. And certainly we've marveled at, at the failures of the Russian military, their inability to sort of live up to their own hype. The Russians I'm talking about. But ultimately, the Russians are going to slog this out. And, and they have proven, I think, through uh, their 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 own long term uh, pushes in, in places like uh, Mariupol, uh, that they are willing to go the long game here. Uh, and Ukraine may not be able to really hold up for very long in that regard. So d- does a does a weapon like the HIMARS change that dynamic or at least give them a chance to fight a little harder? Um, and, and why so? Well, it's going to help them, but it, in of itself, it, uh, it won't change that dynamic all that much because we're only providing them, as of right now, four systems. Um, and we need to provide them uh, a lot more than that. Uh, if it's going to be that consequential, but certainly it's going to be very helpful to the Ukrainians. What the what the Russians are counting on, they want to drag this out. They've changed their tactics quite dramatically. When they first came into the country, they were attacking on four separate axes, and none of those axes were really successful except the one in the south that came out of Crimea. And And now they changed their course and went into the Donbass region, which is in the southeast, and they wanted to focus on that region. And they began, again, by four, conducting four separate axes. That was not successful. The Ukrainians were able to hold them back. And then they focused on just going after one city, and that is several Donetsk. And as a result of that, because of their deliberateness, the, how methodical they've been, their maneuver forces are still very weak, poorly led, not very well trained. This is infantry and armor, but their artillery has had its impact. And that is what has led to their success. What uh, Putin will do now, uh, what his generals will do, is try to take the rest of the Donbass region, uh, the Donetsk Republic, which they stopped attacking so they could focus everything on the more eastern uh, uh, region, the Luans, which they, after taking this city, they pretty much own that. What Putin is counting on is what I refer to as Ukrainian fatigue. And by that I mean that the attention starts to move away from Ukraine. The international media, to a certain degree, has already begun to do that. Uh, And they're counting on the fact that the Europeans... Uh, will likely at some point not enforce the sanctions as much as they're doing in the beginning and will not continue to give the Ukrainians the arms and ammunition uh, that that they need. And they believe they can wear the Ukrainians down. From the Ukrainian perspective, uh, they believe that they still have the wherewithal to take territory back, and they're conducting uh, a counterattack as we speak, in Kyrgyzstan, which is a city that the Russians own, and that's to the northwest of, 
of where the the current battle for Severn Donetsk has taken place, and the, the Ukrainians have had some success there. Whether the Ukrainians can continue to mount a counteroffensive and generate that kind of combat power that they did so successfully at at Kiev and also Kharkiv remains to be seen. We just don't know. Uh, certainly, that's what we want them to be able to do, and and getting all this uh, resupply is critical to that end. But it remains to be seen whether they'll have the capacity to do that or not. You've been hearing General Jack Keane. He's a retired four-star general. He's the chairman of the Institute for the Study of War. And, of course, he is our Fox News senior strategic analyst. Here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine, we'll have more with General Keane straight ahead. General, we've all, I think, uh, have gotten a a lesson in uh, Ukrainian geography, learning the names of a bunch of cities that we've most likely not have heard of before. And now the one that we're all talking about is Severodonosk. Can you tell us about this city? Why is this now a target? Why is this important for the Russians? Well, it's not really a critical city strategically for them like Mariupol is, which is, you know, on the Sea of Azov at a a major port. It certainly doesn't have... The, stats, the stature that the capital city has, or even their second largest city, uh, Kharkiv. I mean, it, it's, a, it's in the industrial area of the Donbass. It's a chemical production center, and, and it's a city that's normally occupied by a, about 100,000 people. What it really represents to the Russians uh, is the last city in Luans that they have not been able to take control of. And that is why it's so critical to them. And the fact that they have put all of their resources into this uh, is an indicator that it has far more tactical value to them than the strategic sense that the, the city would really uh, rep- represent. And they're certainly going to advertise it, and it it has impacted on the Ukrainians in terms of a setback for them. It it has impacted um, a crack in their morale, so to speak, that we really haven't seen before um, in in losing it. Now, the Ukrainians did a smart thing when they knew that they were not going to be able to hold out against the Russians at at Severn on Donetsk. They began to pull their forces away. Uh, and to, to give up the city so that they could preserve those forces uh, for use later in their counteroffensive. They, they're taking casualties, uh, obviously, every single day, just like the Russians are. There's considerably more publicity about Russian casualties, somewhere around a, about a third or even greater uh, in terms of their forces. And the Ukrainians have not been talking too much about theirs until President Zelensky just recently stated that he's taking 60 to 100 casualties a day. But nonetheless, it, it, the, the war has taken its toll on them, and this pulling away from the city from most of their forces, uh, while a tough decision to make, certainly, when I look at it strategically, I think it was the wise decision given what the outcome is going to be anyway. General, the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, has uh, stated that uh, the warnings have been given to the West in the most serious manners that uh, they're engaging already in a proxy war against Russia by their support of Ukraine. And now 
uh, the uh, delivery of the HIMARS system and that also I believe the UK is looking to deliver an equivalent missile system to the Ukrainians as well. Uh, does this ratchet up the the potential for war between NATO and Russia or specifically between the U.S. and Russia? Um, Russia seems to be war hungry, but I, I, I can't imagine they really want to go to war with the West. No, I don't think it does. I mean, certainly we don't know everything that's going on in the minds of the, the Kremlin leadership. Uh, but but most of this is is bluster, I think, on their part to to try to stop us from providing this assistance. I mean, they have huge amount of multiple rocket launchers themselves. They're using them to a devastating effect uh, on the Ukrainians, and we and obviously we've given uh, the Ukrainians howitzers, and now we've given them rocket launchers, which have a little greater range, so they they can be more effective. I don't see it in of itself as, as such a game changer um, that it would it would risk the Russians going to war with the United States or the West. Look at, they got more war than they can handle with the Ukrainians, obviously, uh, after these many months. And they're struggling uh, to, to accomplish a very limited objective that Putin has given them now, the Donbass region. I mean, just fighting... For the the western part of the Donbass region, haven't taken the eastern part, and that that is uh, an area called Donetsk. Uh, it's going to take them weeks uh, to take that if they do take it. Um, so no, I, I don't see this uh, resulting in something escalatory, although they threaten it. And and also, I think at times the Biden administration is is far too invested. Uh, in their concern about Russia's escalatory threats. I mean, the Ukrainians asked for this months ago, Evan, when they knew this was going to be very helpful to them. And we have delayed this, and and we, at one time we said, no, we're not going to do it. Then we said, yes, we are going to do it. Then we said, no, again, and now we're finally doing it. And that also was a, a morale setback. Uh, to, to the Ukrainians in, in the sense that we were so indecisive about whether we were going to support them with this capability or not. But I don't think realistically that it's escalatory in a way that the Russians are claiming for the reason I stated. they got more war than they can handle right now. General Jack Keane, retired four-star general, chairman of the Institute for the Study of War, and of course, Fox News senior strategic analyst. Thank you for being with us again on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thanks, Evan. Take care. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. 